0: You're listening to Supply Chain Radio. This is Matt Gunn, joined today by Brian Nella, Head of Communications here at GT Nexus. We are live from the CSCMP Annual Conference here in Kissimmee, Florida today. And so we're out among A big group of supply chain professionals from all over the world representing brands all across the board, whether they're manufacturers or consumer goods companies or even logistics and freight companies. But one of the biggest themes that we hear about, and we hear about all the time, is risk in the supply chain. And the people here, a lot of them do focus on that all the time, because when something happens, it affects them directly very often. And it's not something that we haven't heard a lot about recently, whether it's Hanjin, whether it is Samsung and a phone recall, whether it is Brexit and geopolitical risk. There are things happening all the time, and supply chains have to be prepared. What are some of the things that you're hearing about here at this conference, Brian?
1: Well, thanks, Matt. One of the great sessions that I sat in on, we heard from James Snow, who was part of the supplier development organization over at Airbus. And he was talking about the challenges... As it relates to risk in the aerospace industry. And one of the things that he points out you know, in aerospace, when there's a supplier relationship, it's long lasting. It's not going to be for six months, it's going to be for 30 years, right? They're very averse to change. They like to really flourish and invest in their relationships with suppliers. So it's important for them to engage, to collaborate, but also to keep a tight handle on those suppliers and to be very detailed in their risk assessment. And what's interesting there is he described kind of the shift in approach that they take. A lot of times we think about assessing supplier related risk, we might look at the size of the organization, their revenue, credit, looking at public information. What was interesting about James's comments is that he explained how Airbus took a completely different approach where he said, let's not look at Let's not look at financials. Let's look at how these factories are operating. He talked about going into a factory floor, looking at processes and workflows and how fluid are they? You know, how is the management team engaging with employees on the floor? How well are they investing in their labor force and their workforce? So a lot of what we would consider almost intangibles or soft issues. But what he found was that these factors were actually more important and then just looking at size and metrics.
0: That's pretty interesting, actually, because when you think about the sustainability of your supplier relationships, and you keyed in on something really important there, when you are an aerospace manufacturer, or when you are building something that is a durable good that's meant to last, that you're going to be servicing over a long period of time, you do need to have a lot of consistency, and you do need to be able to rely on your partners within your supply network, and that's something to me that stands out. Now, that's not the only example of these relationships that we've seen. Is that correct? Are there others that are working with their suppliers out there to ensure that they're sourcing from sustainable or reputable suppliers out there?
1: Yeah, there's certainly been a lot of uh, initiatives that we were, we're hearing about now where, again, an adjustment where they're using different forms of data. You know, you talk about digitizing the supply chain, digitizing workflows, and obviously we hear about companies like Puma and, and Levi's that are utilizing that digitization process to base things like uh, access to capital and financing and rates based on sustainability scores. So yeah, that's a great example of data being a driver or executor of better performance, of sustainability, and then kind of improving the supplier relationship. And you know, getting back to Airbus, what they were talking about there is taking a lot of these touch points all these interactions with suppliers and digitizing it having that information and then doing some deep analysis and what they saw was that you know again it wasn't just based on the typical metrics but they were seeing some interesting trends and analysis that showed you know it's not the usual KPIs but there are some you know like i said the intangibles like what's occurring on the shop floor and then How do we take advantage of that? So in the case of Airbus, they came up with a maturity model. You know, they said, let's look at the maturity of our suppliers and use that as kind of a foundation for evaluating if there's risk present and then work on enhancing or improving those. So in that sense, you know, it's the automation and digitization of that data, analyzing it, looking at where there's really impact over years. We might find some interesting trends that indicate, you know, where there's a higher level of risk versus where that that might not show up in traditional, let's say, credit or or financials. So yeah, a good example of digitizing information and using that to make smarter decisions and improve the overall performance of the supply chain and being able to mitigate risk and get deeper into assessing supplier-related risk or mitigating it.
0: Okay. Now, with regard to the Airbus presentation that you saw today or even other examples that you can think of, it seems to me that to be able to do these deeper dive assessments of your suppliers to understand better how they're operating and what their practices are would be very difficult to achieve using old fashioned paper processes or going in and having a spreadsheet that you keep because that data is moving all the time and so much of it you don't necessarily have control of. Yep. So what does it take or what are some examples specifically of the technology involved with ensuring this level of supplier interconnection?
1: No one likes change, right? We get comfortable in the way that we operate and then the way that we execute. And again, that was one of the themes as well coming out of the Airbus discussion. But at the same time, it's important to examine or re-explore what you're doing. And you know, we, had a, we heard a session earlier today, right, where Scott Kelly, former astronaut who actually spent a full year up in space, and he made a point that it's essential to improve every day, right? If you're not improving every day, then you're kind of just staying flat. It's easy to get comfortable in the status quo. And if you fall into that trap, you're more likely falling behind. And so you can apply that same line of thinking to the approach being taken, whether it be Airbus or I mentioned Levi's and Puma, the idea of finding new opportunities to get better, get smarter every day. And a big part of that is with Regards to supply chain, adjusting the underpinnings, right? What's connecting all of those parties? What's enabling you to communicate, maybe get past your tier ones and down to tier twos and threes or connecting you to your ocean carriers? If you're able to reshape that, if you're able to rewire that and operate in almost a a collaborative social type of environment opposed to kind of the traditional linear type of communication, it opens up the door to an entire new world of communication where you can find new ways of improving performance, new ways of improving customer centricity, new ways of improving agility, and a lot of that comes back to operating as a network and having that flexibility.
0: Absolutely, I think one of the really interesting things with Captain Kelly's presentation this morning was that it does take courage to take that first step and to push yourself You do have to do things that might not be in your comfort zone. You do have to extend beyond and to see what you're capable of when you do try these new things or when you do bring new practices into your own world, whether you're an individual or whether you're a business that's exploring new technologies or new ways of doing business. That first step is a big one to take. So I think that's a good takeaway from that as well. Yep. All right, Brian, thanks for coming on to this episode of Supply Chain Radio, live from CSCMP's annual global conference here in Florida. Thanks for having me. This is Matt Gunn. Thanks for listening.